Faith. It's Tiffany. And it's yourself. And you're listening to Girl Talk with God. In this episode, it's all about self-worth and how the Father sees you and I worthy. We will tackle setting standards and boundaries within relationships in your everyday life and how to hear the voice of God in the midst of all the chaos in the world. Let's get to it. Let's get to it. (laughs) Hey, girl. Hey, girl. Hey. How are you? Girl. Here, your lipstick looks good. Actually, oh, thanks. I was going out. I was going to say that. Your too. lashes are lashing. Oh, girl, thank you. I did them myself. <laughs> it's not. I did the lash lift. Okay, like I, I lifted them myself. But you know, perks of being an esthetician yourself. Yeah. Oh, all right, girl. How, girl. How, Rose and Thorn. Let's just Rose get to it. and Thorn. Well, oh, also. It's Super Bowl Sunday. Yes, it is, y'all. We don't we don't care who's playing. We're only there to watch <laughs> Usher. So. Or you said Usher, or to conversate. Oh, you see, I'm so I know nothing. Yeah, he's doing the halftime show, girl. I'm, the only thing I know is I ended up seeing him like model on a Kim Kardashian's Skims like wear light. It, it was, yeah, it was kind of a little disturbing, oh, but nasty. it's okay. You know, I got time to see all that. <laughs> we trying to stay pure. <laughs> we try okay, to stay pure. we trying to stay pure. Oh my goodness. Oh man. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What is we gonna skip over <laughs> Usher and all that, um, <laughs> girl? I mean, we're trying to stay pure, like we said. We don't need any of that. Ain't nobody got time to see all that, anyways. <laughs> so, girl, what is your bows and thorn for this week? Oh, okay. Oh gosh. Whew, let me th- let me say the thorn. <laughs> mm-hmm. Get it out your system. Go ahead, guys. I've had a week. She has. But tell them the miracle in your week. Whew, the Lord had my back. Legit. <laughs> That's the, the miracle is that the Lord revealed himself so much to me. But Satan also <laughs> revealed himself to me. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, this week was tough. Uh, been sick. Daughter sick. Didn't go to school. So I couldn't. Ha- That's normally when she's in school is my time for to like woosaw pretty much and mm-hmm. have my three hours of me time to get things done. I didn't have that this week, so my routine was off. Then yesterday, my purse got stolen at the mall. <laughs> Somebody just stole my purse. My car keys were in there. Everything was in there besides mm-hmm. my phone, Yeah, like, which was like, to me, I'm like, at least my I had my phone that I could call whoever I needed to. Um, But yeah, I know. I think the last week, I think that, and I'm also ending the fast. So I think just say in the enemy just really trying to make me lose hope, having like really fighting, putting really negative thoughts in my head. Um, but the Lord came through, man. My purse got stolen, but it literally got recovered within the next few minutes. It within I would say thirty minutes. Hey, and I did. I remember, you know, I was going on all my through all my stuff, all of my thoughts in my head. I literally, <laughs> Tiffany called me, and I said. She was like, hey, how are you doing? I was like, girl, I'm hyperventilating. I'm about to punch somebody. <laughs> I'm about, I'm about to-, to drop kick somebody. I was like, I was like uh... South Side of Heaven is so is coming out because <laughs> I'm really about to throw hands on somebody who took my purse. Because um, I also had my daughter there and she was in her. It was like, it's just a whole thing. And I remember the last thing is like, I just walked around the mall. I mean, I walked around the store and I said, okay, like, Lord, I trust you. And. I believe that you will make my purse appear and that everything will be good. And that I just, I, I even said, I said, Lord, 
put in this person's heart who took my purse, like just bring them conviction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then little do you know, like maybe 15 minutes after that, um, some lady like overheard me on the phone calling the police and she was like, did you lose a purse? Like it was a Mark Jacobs purse. And I was like, yeah, she was like, somebody literally just put it on the floor and it got found and nothing was missing. Amen. Everything was intact. Um, so my thorn, it was, it's just, it's been a week, mm-hmm. <laughs> but my rose is just that the Lord is so faithful. Yeah. And he's so good. And he's always there. Always. Even in, in times where I feel like the enemy tries to like come and disturb and destroy as long as you keep your faith. And sometimes it's hard, but when you have like friends, like I had you and I had my community um, from my small group, just like really encouraging me. Those are the things that really like uplifted me to be like, all right, I'm fighting you, Satan, mm-hmm. with the power of my prayer. I'm going to fight you. And the Lord like has it. The Lord already did it. Um. So, yeah. Those are those are it for me. How about you? For me, um, I I'll start with my rose. It was uh, my family came into town, so my rose was really spending time with them. I hadn't seen them since Christmas, so it was really good to just sit, talk, catch up, laugh because my dog was not feeling them at first, and then all of a sudden he was like, "Ooh, I love these people," so <laughs> that was really good. My thorn. I guess also just um, been really struggling with anxiousness Hmm. and so really submitting the anxious thoughts um, that were weighing on me in the Lord's hands and just Mm -hmm. trying my best not to pick it back up again when I do place it in his hands. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Wow. Mm -hmm. Amazing. Yeah. So... Let's get to this verse. Let's get to it. So before we get to the verse, as you guys heard in the in the description, we're talking about self-worth. Yes. And it's a topic that Esel and I equally have dealt with, having low self-worth mm-hmm. and having your worth found in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so we have a scripture verse. It's by Psalm 139.14. We're doing the... ESV version, it says, I praise you for I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. Wonderful are your works. My soul knows it well. Mm-hmm. So we're going to start off with what we like to call the question of the week. And the question of the week is, have you struggled with self-worth in the past? And when did you begin to see yourself as Christ sees you? Hmm. You know, it's even crazy because I feel like even this week, I struggled with a little bit of self-worth. Mm-hmm. Um, and just with my purpose to be honest this whole week and and you know this because i we've obviously talked about this but it's sometimes in moments where like i'm sick i know well my one my daughter's sick right so you have to be a responsibility being a mom um a single mom at that and then i get sick and then it's like there's no there's not a I can't sit back. I have to be mom. Mm-hmm. I have to continue to have the responsibility. I can't have a break. And in those moments where it's so much chaos <laughs> going on, I did. I I struggled a lot with my self worth and understanding. Like I said, Lord, what is my purpose in all this? Like I'm frustrated. I feel so tired. I'm exhausted. Like I get it. You don't give us things we can't we can't bear. But like at the end of the day, like 
I feel like I can't do this. That's yeah. how I felt. Yeah. Like you, the Lord says he's not going to give us things that we can't handle. But I'm like, what? I feel like I can't handle like, this. Like I can't handle this. Like Lord. I can't handle it. I feel like I'm up here to my neck. And I, str- I think the enemy was putting a lot of thoughts in my head about my self-worth and about like, even at, at one point, like um, I'm in school, currently in school right now to become a social worker. And even at one point, like this week, I was like, what am I even doing this for? But I know, I know when I, when I originally like figured out my purpose and going to school, I, I know I was confident in why I wanted to do it. But in like, in those moments like that, even in my head, I was like, what, should I just like drop out? Like, it was Mm. just all these negative thoughts about, and it all led to self-worth because if we understand our self-worth in Christ, Mm -hmm. right? We will know that our plans are ultimately in his hands. Yeah. We know that like he has these purpose for us. And we are at the end of the day, like it says, we're fearfully and wonderfully made. And at this whole week, I was just like, what am I here made for? Mm-hmm. What is what is my purpose here right now? Because I feel like I just I'm throwing in the towel. I cannot do it. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think this week, just because of present time, like, yes, I this week I feel like I have struggled with self-worth, but I think in the past I've struggled a lot with my self-worth in like as growing up in just relationships, not mm-hmm. really knowing um what really love was. Yeah. And I defined love so differently than what I know it is now. And I actually was just listening to a podcast today and the podcast was it was talking about, are you ready to start loving again? Mm. And it was so good. It was so informative. And it's like, I felt like it, the Lord definitely was speaking to me because when we're so broken and we're, we, we're so, we're not healed. We think we're healed, but we're not healed. And we go through life just like brushing things under the rug of all the trauma, all the things that we've been through, not really understanding or learning how to love. You you just go back into the same circle. Yeah. And so I think in the past, I struggled a lot with my self-worth in relationships because I didn't really understand how I was supposed to be treated. So what how am I so worthy? Like what what is worthy of me? What do I bring? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And so I would get into these horrible relationships, letting these men just like pretty much walk all over me and control me. Because I didn't understand myself. Yeah, like, yeah, I yeah. didn't know what. I just thought like, as long as you told me you loved me, you meant it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's not true. That's not true That at is all. not true. And so how about you? Have you struggled with your self-worth in the past? And Ooh. then when did you begin to see yourself as Christ sees you? So I'm going to be very hot, honest, open, and transparent, <laughs> a.k.a. Transformation Church. <laughs> um, I have a distinct memory of when... I heard the enemy tell me that I was worthless. I was upstairs in my room and I had this dresser that my mom had redid for me and it had this mirror. And I remember I was getting either ready for to go out for something, whether it was ballet or school. And I was doing my hair and I looked in the mirror and I heard this voice. You are worthless. Hmm. And the enemy's a liar. The enemy's a liar. The and is a that liar. was the seed that sowed me feeling worthless. Hmm. And because of just, I'll share that testimony in a later time, but just the circumstances of my birth to be here on this world mm-hmm. was very traumatic. Um, 
and my biological father I always just how things went about I always felt like I was worthless because mm. if you don't really love your child or want to be consistent mm. in your child's life yeah for me that made me feel like well I'm not worthy of yeah his I'm not love. important I'm not important mm-hmm. enough I'm not worthy of his love or his acceptance right so throughout I want to say I was a preteen into preteen years into my 20s mm-hmm. late 20s at that I was struggling with my self-worth and you got, you know, it really didn't change for me until um, when I really started giving my life to the Lord. Mm -hmm. But throughout all those years, I walked around feeling so worthless and that never helped um, the thoughts that I was always going through in my mental health at the team either. And so I would say when I began to see that I was worthy was when God just began to transform my heart into Mm -hmm. seeing, allowing me to see himself the way that, allowing to see me the way that he sees me. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay, cool. I wasn't sure. My brain is like, (laughs) all the cells are not firing right now. So I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm falling. Yeah, for sure. I think when I start to realize that the only the only um, opinion that matters mm-hmm. is the Lord yeah. about me. And the Lord clearly says that I am fearfully wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. Yes. Yeah. And nobody else can tell me otherwise. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I, when I dived into the Lord's word. And also, it's not just that. When I start to experience the way he sees me, it's through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Um. It's, it's, it's an unexplainable feeling that only you will know when you feel it. Absolutely. And yeah. it's just something special between you and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And I started, when I started to feel those things, I understood, like, I'm I'm not this. I'm not what I tell myself I am. This is who you say I am. Yes. And that's when I started to, like, my, he, the Lord really started shifting my mind. And I started then walking in that confidence. And there are times where... You know, it even, wavers. It wavers. Mm-hmm. Like even today, I was like, "Help me, pray for me to have confident God confidence," and and that's okay. But but I'm such in a different place than I was before, Absolutely. and I'm not easily to be, uh, in a sense, like dragged out from that place. Like mm-hmm. I know where I'm standing firm. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, like, yeah. And so, I definitely can see like also your side in those things, and. Um. Yeah. That this is such a good question too, yeah. because I wonder if anyone out there, like, if you ask yourself this, even if like you sit down and like you put it on a paper, like, how if you don't know now how the Lord sees you, go back to know that you are fearfully and wonderfully made by Him in His image, also too. Yeah, He loves you. He truly does love you. Um, and so when we go talk about self worth, let's talk about dating how those yeah in general dating yeah in general but let's talk about the standards and the boundaries Boundaries. that we that we get to then in a sense um identify that Mm self-worth and how we can have self-worth yeah and so we're we're talking about um our standards and our boundaries and can i also just say it's very important and you you also said this for my ladies, <laughs> you cannot find your self-worth in no guy. No. If no. that was one thing I would tell teenage mm. Tiffany is that, baby girl, that little boy over there 
is not going to make you feel worthy. Mm-hmm. He because he doesn't know his own worth. Mm-hmm. You're two hormonal teenagers that don't know nothing. Mm-hmm. My mom used to say like, <laughs> my mom. <laughs> sorry, no, you're good. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> my mom used to say, and this is for all the Spanish ladies out there, because I'm sure y'all can like say it in say Spanish it. first and then no, translate no, no, it. No, I want to know. I want to no, know. No, no. <laughs> no, because it has some words in it. Oh, okay. But, okay. but, I, <laughs> but I would say, my mom used to say, like, if that boy can't even wipe his own butt. Oh. What he got business enough, like trying to like you woo know, you, woo you, yeah. yeah. And so like my my mom used to do a lot of like sayings, like he, you know, these guys out here are just changing women like they're changing their underwear. Uh, <laughs> my mom used to say. <laughs> my mom also has some old school sayings. She used to say, if um if he if he's grown enough to lay there and do it, then he's grown enough to get up and take care of the responsibilities. Come on, let's go. And me as a teenager, I'd be like, oh, Jesus, here <laughs> we go. Some more saying. But it's like, okay, without the funniness of it, it's so true. It's and, so true. And we're not true. trying to like bash here and people, bash yeah. men in general, no. But I think specifically for women, um, to having that self-worth and God confidence, knowing your standards and boundaries are one, uh, I guess, topic for this is in dating. Mm-hmm. And like I mentioned before, I didn't understand my self-worth in relationships where it allowed m- people in my life that were great manipulators, the enemy, to yeah. really come and take advantage of your weakness. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when you're co- when we're talking about dating, um, one thing that we, we even sat down when we spoke about this is know your non-negotiables and stand firm on those things. Yeah. And what does that mean, Tiff? When we're saying like Ooh. non-negotiables. You are not. So here's a non-negotiable that both Isa and I share. We are not having premarital sex. Nope. They're, they're, those are non-negotiables that we hold each other accountable for. Um, And so. And also, ladies, like, know that. We're we're both in our in different walks. Like me to be transparent, obviously I have a child, so mm-hmm. I've had like premarital sex before. So it's not too late, you guys, to make that commitment. It's not too late to feel like, oh well, I'm I just did it, so it's like the Lord won't forgive me, and I'm just I'm just dirty. Like no, no that's a lie. That's a lie. That's the enemy telling you like these things. That's a lie. I it is not too late to make that commitment with the Lord the way that He set out. Uh, for us to be to mm-hmm. have a covenant with someone else but in marriage yeah, you know and yeah. um so we're both we're both on different walks but like i obviously have had a past but now i've i've been stand firm and now what i believe absolutely and you know um not saying that we're like robots we're human like we guys Child. like we <laughs> we experience the same thing of those things that we want to get in detail but it's it's that now yeah. it's like that um sacrificing those things for really the true the love that we have for the lord absolutely yeah <coughs> yeah <coughs> you okay yeah girl it's this weather it needs to get its life <laughs> my no- does my nose sound stuffy <clears throat> I sound a little stuffy. At times, but girl, you good. Okay, okay. It's All not right. as bad as it was before. <laughs> I know that sounds so wrong, but y'all, she was not I doing would. okay. So, yeah, those are non-negotiables that we both have, and we stand firm in those. Mm-hmm. And in these dating streets, as some people like to call it, <laughs> that's something that I'm not moving or swaying on. She's not moving or swaying mm-hmm. on. And if you, if I'm... If I'm in a process where I'm trying to get to know another, a young man, and I'm trying to see if he, you know, 
is a potential dating relationship. Mm-hmm. And I asked that question, you know, if he can't answer that. Also, done, a man of goodbye. God, a man of God. Listen Let's talk to this. about that. Listen to this. And I we I've I'm starting to learn this a lot just from my elder, like elderly, like women elder yes. that I speak to to have counsel on. But a, a God fearing man, a godly man will not put you in a position that will compromise your standards and boundaries, values, all that stuff. All will of not. it. Because if a, a man of God loves the Lord, he's going to treat you with that same love mm-hmm. that he has for the Lord for you. So, ladies, do not settle. Don't. Like, do Men not settle. Men don't settle. Let's, let's talk to them, too. Yeah. Guys, you don't settle. Because there be Delilahs out there. Oh. <laughs> there be Delilahs oh, out there. Snap. You know? <laughs> they are. It's true. And, guys, also, like, we have some guys that we know listen to our podcast. Shout and- out. <laughs> we love y'all. But also, there will be, there are Delilahs out there and the, mm-hmm. the Jezebels. Come on now. <laughs> It is, it is, and it's so, fu- you know what? <laughs> there are times where I'll, I'll be watching a show, right? And I can't watch shows the same anymore. I, I put such a, like, my Christian perspective to it. Yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll be watching a show and I'll be seeing, like, you know, sometimes, like, these, these dating shows out there. Oh, The Bachelor. Girl, yeah. Let's talk. <laughs> but I, I was watching it one day and, uh, before I was like, you know what? Let me turn this off. But I was watching at one point where, the girl, one of the girls was like, really like, you could tell her attention just wanted to be on her body. Mm. And she wanted to s- seduce him so bad with the way that she looked. And I can't now when I watch shows or I watch movies, I'm like, mm, that's Delilah. <laughs> Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I got to turn this off. That's Delilah. <laughs> like, I can't see things the same yeah. anymore. And I'm like, this is so horrible. But like, no, it's so good to like, I'm like, man, glory be to God that I can just identify. You can identify it. You can identify. And so guys, yeah, same for guys too. But um, so know, know your non-negotiables and stand firm on those things. Yeah. Anything that requires you to go against your beliefs, standards, integrity, and non-negotiable is not of God. It's not. It's not of God. No, like we said again, for your ladies, a God-fearing man is going to know how to love you well if he loves the Lord above all. Mm-hmm. That is just facts. And there's scripture to back this. Go ahead. It's Psalms 25. My girl 25. with the Bible. <laughs> Amen. Psalms 25, 21, NIV version says, May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope Lord is in you. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, if you're not familiar with the with the book of Psalms, some of the Psalms were written by David. And y'all, David was going through it. You talk <laughs> about a man in the Bible that was going through it. Mm-hmm. Homeboy was going through it. <laughs> but when I read this verse and then looking at standards and boundaries, if you have integrity and uprightness and you keep that hand in hand with the Lord, he's going to protect you. Mm-hmm. Boundaries are not for you to play around with. It's to protect you. Sometimes I used to think when I was younger that abstaining from sex, and I'm going to put air quotes around that, was just like stupid. Mm. It was like, God, why? Mm. Like everybody does Everybody it. does it. Especially at the time as like a high school and a college kid, like everybody's doing it. Like this yeah. is the way people connect. And you, and you, like, yeah, and you know, you're like, it's a relationship. It's a relationship. Thing. It's brought like this in TV, in the world, it's showing me that this is how 
connect. I connect to a man, mm-hmm. keep a man. Like this is all it by your body, by your body, by or how I cheeks. showcase my body. <laughs> yeah, no, for real, for <laughs> real. And so, um, but I had to grow up and really know from the Lord that no, how I choose to dress modestly, how I choose to present myself mm-hmm. to to the world is in a way protecting me yes yes it's protecting me so that when that time comes yes i'm not going into this with a whole lot of baggage yeah and even if i did stumble and mess up because god knows i have stumbled and messed up i know that within that stumbling messing up he's made me new as white as snow yeah. And I can ask for forgiveness, but it doesn't mean I keep keep going. Right. And abuse that forgiveness. Right. Yeah. That's like I, the definition of insanity. If you keep doing it over and over again, knowing mm-hmm. the cause of all that. And like, I'm going to take it back with you ladies, too, because you talked about presenting yourself. Yeah. Ladies, don't think that you out here saying you want a man, this, this and that. But the way that you out here showing yourself and presenting yourself is going to then what are you attracting? Keep some stuff secret. Yeah. I sound just like my mother and I really don't <laughs> but, care. But, but keep I, some stuff but secret. But you learn that something that I told you before a long time ago is I said that like, because I'm, I'm now like I started to dress more modest in a way of yeah. like not really. You went through a journey. I went through a journey that. because I wasn't always like that. I mm-hmm. in, in my mind, I was like, yes, half of it was like I wanted sh- to show myself off. And the other half was like, oh, it made me feel good. Yeah, because right? the stairs, the, the, stairs, the compliments, right, the, compliments. the looks, yeah. But when I really, the Lord really took me into a journey with that, I, I told you before, I said, I no longer want, I no longer want a man to look at me for the way that I look. Mm. But I want to be able for a man to look at my heart. Yeah. And if I'm out here clouding his judgment, Ooh. Because we can all we, we, we as can women can be can be be causing these men to sin too. Like it's not just like women. Wow, here we want this and that. That like the way that also we present ourselves should be also Christ like. Mm-hmm. If we're out here trying to show our goodies, <laughs> that's what I was not saying. Year, <laughs> <laughs> our, our goodies, and but then you're like yearning for a man to have emotional intelligence mm-hmm. you're yearning for that man to not lust over you then you got to sometimes look at yourself in the mirror look at yourself in the mirror and say okay lord change me the what i need to what you need to change in me to then be able to be not just a proverbs woman but someone prepare me to be a wife a good wife one day just like men out there should do the same yeah. and so that was like another thing when you had touched up modesty is like yeah, we also have to walk in a presentable way. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and like I said before, I no longer dress like that because I, I want to someone to love me for my heart first. Not, not I mean, from what it's you look obviously like, or... like in reality. Yes, we want our partner to look good and to be attracted to us. To be attractive, of course. That is obviously when I look at you, I'm going to see like, and that's just what anybody. I see how you look like. But when you really start to get to know a person, all those things get to like are faded back because mm-hmm. now I'm really looking at who you are and and your interests and your your skills and your character. All these things are so much more clearer when you take away the the goodies. Yeah, <laughs> I to say. Um. So yeah, that's so good. That is Absolutely. so good. Um. So, so yeah, talk about boundaries and jobs. Mm-hmm. You and I both have worked some 
jobs where we yeah. were not oh we mm, look boundaries what boundaries <laughs> so the bible verse for that is colossians three twenty three twenty four nlt version and y'all this verse <clears throat> it has really helped me not people please hmm. i will say people that. pleasing at work people yep. pleasing at work i can sometimes become a yes woman Hmm. because I want to appease you or I want to quiet you. And so this is a verse that the Lord gave me that I want to share with you guys. And it says, work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Hmm. Mm. (laughs) That's 23. (laughs) I'm just going to repeat 23 again. (laughs) Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Come on, Lord. 24, remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and mm. that the master you are serving is Christ. Mm. You know what? I, you know, when, when you read that twice, I'm visualizing is like if the Lord was standing in front of me while I was working, mm-hmm. what, whatever even job he placed me in. Yeah. I wonder how I would be. Oh, you know, and. Yes, we need to have boundaries in work because like you said, you people please. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you do it to, you said to what? To qu- appease people or quiet to people. To appease or quiet people. Would you want to appease or quiet the Lord? <laughs> <laughs> and so that's what literally came to mind as you were reading it twice. And I'm glad you read it twice because I was like, huh? Because it's very, as you were working for the Lord rather than people. Yeah. And I think for a very long time, Especially in this season where I'm working two jobs, I guess you can say three. <laughs> um, I will work for them. Hmm. I will do for them. Yeah, and then I walk away frustrated or pissed. But what off. do I always tell you? I say, yeah, to you, you don't owe them anything. I don't own them. They anything. don't own you. Yeah, and. It has also been where God had to check my heart and be like, who are you working for? Mm-hmm. Are you working for me or are you working for them? Are you, working? Are you trying to yeah. make them proud or me proud? Are mm-hmm. you trying to serve them? Are you trying to be a slave to them or mm-hmm. a slave to me and the assignment that I put you in? Yeah, because being a slave to them is causing you to be exhausted. It's Thank causing you. you to preach it. Yeah, to uh, not walk in your quiet time. It's causing you to do to have all these things. But when you're walking with me, I will give you the strength. Yes. I will give you the peace. Yes. I will give you all these things. Yes. And so, guys, think about those things. And also, when you're a people pleaser. It's like it's easy for those around you, mm-hmm. the manipulators, the ones who uh, who can see the weakness in you. Yeah. Don't always be a yes woman. It's don't. Okay, it's okay to say it's no. It's okay to say no. And don't you dare, because I have to preach this to myself, mm-hmm. don't you dare feel guilty for saying no. Yeah. Because there are often times where I say no and I walk away, I turn around and I'm fighting back the tears yeah because I, I just want to be like oh no no i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'll, I'll stay i'll do whatever i have we to do. work at that too Don't and we're working at anything. it and my mom and my close friends and Estelle have been really working with me <laughs> this is why it's good to have a you know a small group or a group of women to mm-hmm. just walk alongside with you because they've been like no if you if you're let your no be your no and your yes be your mm-hmm. yes and also know that what you bring to the table you you like be so confident in yourself and what you have to offer that when you say no, you're walking away knowing that at the end of the day, like I I know what I have to offer. Mm-hmm. Like 
no, I can't pick up an extra shift because I need a life. I can't do it. You know yeah, what I mean? It's yeah. And I get it, guys. Sometimes, like, materialistic things, it's so easy because we can see it. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, gosh, I need the money. I need the money. I need the money. But are you trusting God but if are you're you saying, I need the money, I need the exactly. money? Exactly. Are you trusting in the Lord? And then at that point, you're just now giving your time to to other people. And let me just tell you, <laughs> it ain't your money to begin with. Go ahead. The money is on loan from the Lord. He owns it. (laughs) Get close to the mic. Say it again. The money is on loan from the Lord. (laughs) You don't own squat. She told me this yesterday. I told her this yesterday because she's over here like. (laughs) And my jaw dropped. She's like, girl, that money is God's. It's a loan from the Lord. And I'm like, I don't want to owe the Lord anything. (laughs) Like, it's his. And we have. And it's our it's our job to give it back yeah, to him. With a that's what I heart. said. I'm like, I want to repay that. Then. Yeah. Like, I want to, how do I repay that back is by giving my, like trusting in him, giving all everything that you have is his. Even that time that you're like, Lord, that you know, this will help cover this, that, and the other. Mm-hmm. But then it's, even in that, I've had to check my heart where it's like, yeah. Tiffany, you are giving this because one, it's not even yours. Mm-hmm. You're just saying, thank you. Yeah. Thank and, you, Lord. Mm-hmm. And I, I forgot what verse this is that, but it's coming to mind where he says, don't do things out of, um, it's like, don't like, for example, you're giving tithes. Don't do it. Don't do it out of like a, uh, yeah. Give it with a cheerful heart. Give it with a yeah. cheerful heart. Have gratitude in it. Don't mm-hmm. just like, oh, I guess I'll give it. Yeah. You know, no. Where's your heart posture? Where's your now? heart posture? Cause that's what he's looking at anyways. Mm-hmm. So as we're talking about boundaries and work. We got to talk about boundaries and friendships. (laughs) This is, yes. Oh, man. Okay. So knowing your crowd, you can have friends who are non-believers, and that's okay because we can be a vessel to those who don't know the Lord. But it's having good judgment Mm -hmm. on not putting ourselves in positions that will cause us to slip and fall backwards. Yes. Let's talk about that section. Yes, 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 yes. (laughs) This is Isel's favorite topic is friendship and boundaries. Uh, Standards, boundaries for all these things. Uh. Like (laughs) and it's why it's why it's because it just you didn't have none. Girl, I didn't have none. I didn't have none either. (laughs) I did not have none. Like and and when I see it work like when you really just see the Lord do it. Yeah. And and like when you can look at yourself in the mirror, like I don't know, sometimes I'd be like, I would not have been able to have said those things mm-hmm. before. Yeah. Like that was on that was all God. So I have a question to ask you. Okay. Has God had to separate you and friend and a friend before? Yeah. Oh yeah. And How did that feel? Guys, when, <laughs> what, what did Essence say last time? She said, if you don't, if you don't want the answer, don't ask. Yeah. <laughs> um, it is when you, I don't know if any of you guys are out there, but if you guys prayed that prayer of like, Lord, take and remove anybody away from That's me. That's not like you. That, yeah, that doesn't belong. I prayed that before, but like, Lord, he did it. <laughs> and it was those things, though, that I didn't realize that I needed that removal mm-hmm. in the removal or the distance. Yeah, I will say because because also in friendships like we what I said before, and I think I told you is that um, some friends can hold you back from having a deeper relationship. with yes. God. Yeah. And then that is where you have to then have wisdom and asking the Lord for the removal of people who aren't of service to ourselves. 
And I said that to you because because until we have a solid foundation with God, Mm -hmm. we can't be like everybody else. We can't be unequally yoked in our friendships or relationships. So when I asked the Lord that he did indeed give me distance between people that I he he knew that he was molding me first. Yeah, he was molding me first to then because sometimes we say about this unequally yoked and stuff like we can dive deep deep into that but it's like until i knew my foundation i was solid in my foundation i can't i couldn't have gone out and preached the gospel Mm -hmm. to my friends or to the ones that i felt the lord was leading me to because i didn't know jack yeah and and so i did he did remove me from a lot of people in my life that i think he did it to protect me and i Mm -hmm. know that he did it protect me because they were living certain lives that um the lord did not want me to live yeah and yeah I would, um, so it was a summer, like I was, I was in college and I came home for summer break and this was like a weird season where all of my so-called friends at, my friends at the time, I wouldn't say so-called, my friends at the time just went through this, like this weird thing where we didn't talk. And I remember being very, very depressed and Mm. that triggered me (laughs) into Mm. my depressive depression. And I was being mentored by one of the worship leaders at our church at the time. And we're sitting outside. We had like a family and friends like barbecue. And he said, Tiffany, the reason why God has removed all these people out of your life is because he's calling you unto himself. Hmm. And so I say that Hmm. to let you guys know that sometimes the Lord is removing people out of your life because one, he's a jealous God Mm. and we sometimes can put people before God. Mm -hmm. And he says, do not have any other gods before me. Mm -hmm. Don't idolize. Don't idolize. We can make friendships. We can make relationships, marital status, family Mm -hmm. and idol. And God's sitting there going, keep on keeping on. You should see your face right now, guys. I know. You should see Tim's face right now. She got her arms crossed. I got my arms crossed, my legs crossed. So (laughs) it's just, that's how how I picture. Like, God's just like, okay, I'm a gentleman. I'm patient. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait until it's like, mm -mm. Mm -hmm. I need you to get the picture and I need you. I'm I'm going to remove them. Mm -hmm. You think they just stopped talking to you just because? Or you think that they started this fight just because? Just because? Sometimes, yeah. He Sometimes he puts those things in place. Yeah. To really just open your eyes. Open your open eyes. Open your eyes. You are, you are prioritizing that relationship more than me. You are prioritizing that friendship more than me. You are prioritizing your job more than me. Yes. Let's keep on talking. Let's keep like, on talking so about he, it. So he does, guys, it, at the end of all this, standards and boundaries are so important because it could lead to that idolization. Mm-hmm. It could lead to that prioritization. Come on, I feel it. I yeah. Do. I really do. There's this thing that my church does. It's called Life Management Studies, LMS. And the, I would say the- I need to take that this year. You do. The The breakdown of it is it that it is God, family, ministry, or work, or sometimes it's work and ministry. Mm-hmm. I, it's been a minute. Mm-hmm. So excuse me for those people that do life management studies. Correct <laughs> me. But I definitely know that it's God and then family. Mm-hmm. Not family, then God. Not nope. work, then God. Not ministry, then God. God. And then something that our pastor said today, too, is that 
everything that we have is because of God. Of God, yeah. Everything that is around us, everything that we have from the food on our table. To the money. To the money, to our family, to, to our kids. Everything we have is because of him. Amen. So God, then then family. Then family. You know, and he he is just so good. He's so good. <laughs> he, he, he gives us literally life. This breath, breathe right now. Take a... Deep breath. That is him. Uh-huh. That is him. Try holding your breath. See what happens. <laughs> so <laughs> don't please hold your breath because I know some of y'all out there. Mm-mm. So in the Bible, there's this there's this verse that I would hear so many times in youth group. Mm-hmm. And girl, I would sit there and be like, so that refers to that definitely covers relationships but or dating, mm-hmm. but didn't think it covered friendships mm-hmm. or family sometimes. So mm-hmm. the verse is 2 Corinthians. 614 through 17. Yes, it's another Bible verse. Deal with it. (laughs) NIV version. Don't be yoked together with unbelievers. For what do righteousness and wickedness have in common? Or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Baal? Or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? Mm. What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will live with them and walk among them and I will be their God and they will be my people. Therefore, come out from them and be separated, says the Lord. Touch no unclean thing and I will receive you. Mm, we're we're supposed to be examples of Christ, not of the world. Yes. Say, say the next <laughs> one. Say it. Go ahead. Say, say it. it again. <laughs> yes. We're supposed to be examples of Christ, not of the world. And he is just says it this is the way that he just says it and it's not to say that because i think sometimes people take this like well i can't hang around you yeah because you're like oh we're unequally Mm -hmm. no it's learning how to really identify and have discernment and where to put yourself in those situations yeah like yes i can be hanging out with my friend and we can have coffee and we can do this but am i gonna go to the club with her absolutely not absolutely not because that's just gonna trigger you and put you backwards Mm -hmm. exactly and so that is that I think that is also just like because our job is to to spread the gospel and we are not just going to spread the gospel among ourselves. We have to spread the gospel to touch the lives out there. So <laughs> I love how the Lord just works and does because this morning in my quiet time, uh, he shared with me, stand out, not stand in. <laughs> and mm. sometimes we would like to stand in. Mm hmm. And I think of it as like a circle, right? Like you're in a circle and oftentimes like a dance circle. We don't want to be out in the center dancing and showing our moves. We'd rather be in, Mm -hmm. clapping, keeping the beat, cheering other people on. With the the, crowd. With the crowd. But the minute a hand comes behind us and pushes us forward, Mm -hmm. we're like, oh, snap. (laughs) Don't. And so we easily be like, no, 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 let me back in, let me back in, let me back in. And everybody's like, no, 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 show it out. Do what you got to do. Mm-hmm. And you either stand out and you're like, okay, I'm going to bust the move or you run away. Mm-hmm. And so oftentimes, I think the Lord is showing me in this moment is that I choose to stand in hmm. the circle and conform hmm. to the world instead of standing out. And so that takes me, I know we're going to jump up first, but it takes me to Romans 12, 2, which says, do not conform to the pattern of this world. Be, 
but be transformed by the renewal of your mind. Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will, his good, pleasing and perfect will. Mm hmm. And that brings us to family, y'all. When you say, when you say, like, stand out. Yeah. I have, like, this, like, visualization. Mm -hmm. Sorry, guys. My nose is so stuffed. She trying, guys. (laughs) We're going to give her a medal of honor after this. But I have this, like, I could see where amongst all the crowds who are Mm non-believers, I see you as the believer a light that just so bright that shines Mm -hmm. that you can easily spot yourself in front of these crowds of unbelievers and how when i see that i say stand out yeah that's how you stand Stand out out. you you stand out by god's presence Mm. in you you stand out by just the lord around you all the time all the time and when you walk confidently knowing that it will show. Yeah. It will show by the his character in you. Absolutely. And when so when you're saying that, I'm like, I could see that like we should stand out. We should we are not of the world. We're yeah. just here, you know, temporarily living in it, but we're not of the world. We're not we're not conforming to to the world or the patterns of this world. We want to stand out. We want to be that bright shining light that the Lord has placed on us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um and so when you said that, that's what I, I don't know, in my head, that's how I just visualized it. But um, yeah, so we're going to go to family. Yes. I know all this too well. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, when we talk about setting standards and boundaries, mm-hmm. um, something w- when we said is that um, families can be toxic. And it can be such a toxic environment for those who, you know, are walking with the Lord. And I always say this, I say like, your family is going to know you the best, but they're also going to know how to really ruffle your feathers. Yeah. Yes. And so we must be wise in choosing like when to walk away. Um, you, It's okay. I think, I think for me, like it's okay sometimes to love my family from afar, mm-hmm. especially if I know that sometimes the situation that I'm in, um, it's not going to bring honor to the Lord. Yeah. And um, if it doesn't serve me any good in that moment, if I know it's not good for my mental health, if I know, hey, let, like if I know that I would rather make the wise decision to walk away than to then probably put myself in a position for the enemy to really use my weakness, mm-hmm. I would walk away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And so that's just, I guess I would say like an example for me is I've had plenty of moments with uh my family and there just being some toxic um things going around and sometimes it's harder than others we're like a big family and but i'm learning how to have wisdom in like keeping my mouth shut when it needs to be shut cuz we sometimes don't we don't need to talk yeah why because the lord fights our battles yeah we don't fight our own battles uh he will do it for us and by doing so it's the, also the way that we we walk it's the way that we act it's how we show ourselves it's, how we also act in situations that will, whether you allow the enemy to really stir you up or you allow the Lord to give you the strength to walk away. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. And so um, you want to read the verse? Yeah. So we have Colossians 4, 6, Amplified Version. And it says, let your speech at all times be gracious and pleasant, seasoned with salt, so that you will know how to answer each one who questions mm-hmm. you. Yeah. and Oftentimes with family, especially when you have, if you grow up in a toxic family or you have a family that's very 
opinionated or just very vocal about mm-hmm. how they feel. And you can be very flip with the lip. We're so quick to just get out there. Yeah. And once those words are out, they're out there. Mm-hmm. So that's when you really do have to be like, is this the moment, Lord, where you want me to talk? And Lord, if I if I have something to say, Lord, prepare their hearts to receive and hear it. Yeah. So that if it doesn't fall to deaf ears. And if it does, then the Lord, I pray that it will come back to yeah. their remembrance of what I've said. But oftentimes, if you're in a family that's very boisterous or very vocal or mm-hmm. very toxic, just depending on your upbringing, it can be hard. It can be hard. To say what you have to say or get caught up in the drama of it all. Mm-hmm. And so just make sure that your speech at all times is gracious and pleasant. Yeah. And it's it's okay to walk away. Yeah. It's okay to have distance. I've definitely had moments where I remove myself and gave myself distance from my family because I needed that time. Yeah. Okay. So um, how do we stay? So my question for you. Well, well, with all this stuff. How do we stay consistent? So <laughs> with all everything we just talked about, how do we stay so, consistent? So, okay. How do we stay consistent in your standards and your boundaries? Yeah. And why is it important? <laughs> because when you don't stay consistent or enforce the boundaries, people will use you. They will walk all over you and do and literally cause you harm. Mm-hmm. They they will use like it's like a tactic, I yeah. would say. It's easy for them to get you out of a place mm. where the Lord doesn't want you in. It'll get you out of your character. Out of your character. It's a new character. Yeah. <laughs> And so, um, and it, and when guys, when you set boundaries, there are times when you might lose friends by setting boundaries. You might lose relationships uh, with families or relationships in general when you set those boundaries. And one thing I say is, why control hates mm-hmm. boundaries. Mm. Control hates boundaries. When you have someone in your life that likes to control everything, yeah. And then when you set those boundaries, that's not just for the Lord, but it's loving yourself, mm-hmm. loving yourself to say, like, I don't need this. I don't need it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it is important to stay consistent in those things. If you're if you set the boundaries first, but you don't follow through with it. Yeah. What does that show the people around you? That you're not consistent. You're not being true. Like, oh, yeah, they don't mean it. Mm-hmm. Um. And so, so then how do we use, I know this word gets kind of floated around within the church. Discernment, you gotta have discernment. 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 I think recently also in our last few episodes, we've been talking a lot. Well, it just like brings up discernment and wisdom, but what does it mean? So what does discernment mean? Do Hmm. we have the definition of it? Well, we have a scripture that defines it. Yeah, that defines it. And then um, Tiff will give us the definition of discernment. Here's our scripture of discernment, and then we'll give you guys the definition of discernment. So it says, all scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete, equipped for every good work. Second Timothy 3, 6, 17 ESV. Mm-hmm. That's great. And then so you go ahead and give us the actual like definition of mm. what discernment um discernment means. So, so we have the definition. Discernment, there's two definitions. It says the ability to judge well. Hmm. This is from the Oxford Dictionary. And the second one says in Christian context, 
perception in the absence of judgment with a view of obtaining spiritual guidance and understanding. Hmm. <laughs> I'm going to read that one again. Do it again. Okay. We're going to do the, the, the second one. In Christian contexts, perception in the absence of judgment with a view to obtaining spiritual guidance and spiritual, understanding. Spiritual, not flesh. Ooh. Spiritual. Ooh. And um, something I actually recently did a Bible plan on the app. Uh, it's called the Discerner. If you guys want to do it, I think it's like seven days. But something I took from it that said developing discernment is about bringing the kingdom of God to bear on the time and place in which you live. You and I bring God's word word to dwell in the midst of the world as we remain sensitive to the flow of his spirit. Through our relationship with God, we receive revelation. And as we bring that revelation to the world around us, we actually incarnate his word in our very ordinary lives. And this is just a way of explaining the discernment that we we use in mm-hmm. our day to day lives and how we can apply. How do we apply that discernment? Yeah. We apply it by reading his word, by asking questions to seasoned Christians, Mm -hmm. not the new ones that just, you know, gave their life to Christ this past Sunday. (laughs) We need to go to ones who are seasoned, Seasoned. who know what they're talking about. Seasoned, the Goya. Goya, Goya, the Goya, that that, uh, onion powder (laughs) and that garlic powder seasoning. Not that old, that, that new stuff. <laughs> Sorry, it's Black History Month. Hello, you're welcome. <laughs> well seasoned. Oh, what are we, fried chicken? <laughs> I said it's Black History Month. Okay, so. <laughs> okay, okay. Asking questions to elderly or someone who's knowledgeable in the word and your relationship with God, prayer and fasting. Yeah. Asking the Holy Spirit, y'all. The Holy yeah. Spirit is the discerner. He will tell you. He's going to answer it for you. Don't be going Girl, to like your neighbor. You. Your neighbor. You're going to feel it. You're going to be like, eh. Mm-hmm. You're nope. going to feel it in your spirit. Yes. You're going to know like that. And I think the greatest thing I feel like the Lord gave women is the intuition. Yeah, man. Some men got some. Uh, some. Of I them. mean. The light bulb's on. <laughs> He's talking about women right now. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. I was, but I was no. trying, to make a, <laughs> trying to make it there for you. She was like, power to the men. Trying. Trying. No, but having intuition, we women have intuition so well. Mm-hmm. But when we really apply it with the Lord and give it to the Lord and he gives us the strength and to have that discernment, we we'll, he will, the Holy Spirit will give us the answer yeah. through our spirit. Like, it's, it's just, uh, I can't even tell you how many times I've had to, like, by myself be like, hmm dang you right mm-hmm. like I, okay god i get it yeah you you telling me it's listening to his word it's listening to him and only him in the midst of all the chaos in the world um that's how you apply uh discernment and, and being able to grow and and have discernment um being having able to uh make good judgment yeah and galatians 110 um this nlt version mm-hmm. it says obviously i'm not trying to win the approval of people but of god if pleasing people were my goal i would not be christ's servant let's go to have discernment you have to read the word in order to listen to god and no, and no one, one else, else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness mm-hmm. Woo! that's so good that's powerful that is so good yeah so let's take it back let's we'll say 
Self-worth. Yeah. All right? To have standards and your boundaries. We talked about the dating, in the jobs, in friendships, in family. We also talked why it's important to stay consistent in these things. But yeah. most importantly, above all, to have to really implement these things, you have to have discernment. You have to have the Holy Spirit. You too. have to have the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is going to give you the discernment. Yeah. Um, the Lord will. And so we hope that this just encourages you guys and gives you guys a bit of more an understanding of the importance of having standards and value within yourself that leads to ultimately having self-worth and mm-hmm. knowing your worth. Yeah. Who you are in the Lord. Who not who ex-boyfriend tells you you are, you know, or mm-hmm. mom tells you you are like who the Lord says you are. And we go back and the Lord says that you are fearfully, fearfully and, and wonderfully, wonderfully made. made. Okay? And that is something I t- like remind ourselves. That is who we are. And we're so much, like, there's so much more in scripture that says who we are to the Lord. But specifically when we talk about this, of having our self-worth is just setting those standards and our boundaries. Um, Because when we do that, we're also showing the Lord that how we truly love him. Mm -hmm. That we're doing these things, not because he put these rules in place, but because we ultimately, we know that. He does these things to protect us. Yeah. And so we want to be protected. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So <clears throat> for those that might be listening and you are in a weird place with your relationship with Christ, you're kind of like, well, what do I do? We want to offer you to try him again. We want to offer you that space and that opportunity that you are never too far gone mm-hmm. from his outstretched hand. He still loves you. He still cares for you. And like Esau said in our last episode, we are going to continue this salvation prayer. Mm-hmm. So if you don't mind, uh, here's a prayer. Lord, I know that I am a sinner and I ask you for forgiveness. I accept you, Jesus, into my heart as your Lord and Savior. And I give you my past and I give you my present. And I thank you for my future. For I know that the plans you have for me is to give me a good hope and a future. Renew my heart and transform my soul. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Please join us every Thursday for a new episode. (laughs) Don't forget to like, follow, and share. And you can find us on Instagram at girl.talkwithgod. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. in. All right. Bye. Bye.